everyone, and welcome back to Casual Climbers, the podcast by and for beginning hikers and those who may not quite be physically ready to tackle the Appalachian Trail. I'm your host, Roy Patrick, and alongside me, as always, is my wife and adventure buddy, Donna. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. In this podcast, we provide you with information, tips, and tricks on how to get into hiking in the Blue Ridge area. We will cover hundreds of trails in the various parks in the region and hopefully entertain you along the way. We're two middle-aged, not in the best shape hikers, who love the outdoors and want to share our experiences with you. So let's get into it. Let's go. For this week's special segment, we thought we'd tell you why we started this podcast. So Donna and I moved to the upstate South Carolina area in April 2023 after having lived decades in Florida. Now, hiking in Florida is a very different experience than here in the mountains. It's flat. It's incredibly hot. Yeah. yeah. And and the mountains are a different kind of challenge, right? Florida is pretty miserable. (laughs) So as you may have guessed by our podcast title, we're not in top physical condition. But we still love to get out in nature and exercise. You know, at 48, my body is not exactly the same as it was when I was a spry 19-year-old in the Navy. My knee has been replaced. My bones hurt when I get up in the morning. And probably like a lot of you, I have a job that keeps me tied to a chair all day. Yeah, and I'm 54, and I've been a hairstylist for most of my life. And that's hard on the body, too, in a different way than sitting in front of a computer. My shoulders are really not not where they used to be. They're, they're pretty bad. And my back hurts. And I do have a bum knee as well from an injury a couple years back. So, yeah, we're moving a bit slower than we used to. Yeah. Sure. And I'm sure a lot of new hikers are like that people maybe our age or even older. And so this podcast is really for them. And when we moved here, we were really looking forward to hiking these amazing trails. We bought gear that was recommended and started listening to a lot of different hiking podcasts. And after listening to about a dozen of them, I started getting disillusioned by how they were not really targeted toward me and you, yeah. brand new hikers. So, And every tip and trick they gave you, remember, as well as the difficulty in times, which was my big sticking point, Mm -hmm. they were targeted toward experienced hikers. So what we found was that we were nowhere near that skill or physical ability level. (laughs) Nowhere near. (laughs) So, and and many people we met on the trails were in the exact same boat as we were and, and were equally frustrated with the difficulty and completion time projections that these podcasts and many popular hiking apps use. Yeah, because if you're going to start out on a, a hike, let's say you're going to start out on a hike that at the end there's a waterfall. If you can't make it to the waterfall, then that's pretty disappointing. I mean, if you know that you're just going to go on a leisurely stroll in the woods, just a little bit in and a little bit out, not trying to get to that waterfall, that's different. But these promises of this gorgeous view or this waterfall or whatever, and then you're huffing and puffing and you can't get there. (laughs) That's not great. Right. You know, so that's why we decided to make something that we as beginner hikers would have found very useful when we started out. And we both hope that you find it just as useful. Yeah. I want to make sure and let people know where the benches are and what my recommendations are for using that bench. So let's get into this week's hike. 
So the first hike today is the Mountain Creek Trail, which was a nice trail, and here it is by the numbers. The distance is 2.83 miles from the park center to the terminus at the Sulphur Springs parking area and back. The time it took us was one hour and 23 minutes, moving at a leisurely pace. Right, yeah. The elevation gain is 161 feet, and it is wheelchair unfriendly, but very kid-friendly. We saw a lot of kids, a number of dogs, mm -hmm. and a lot of hikers on our, on our trek yesterday. Yeah, it's a very serene hike along ridges and creeks. It's called the Mountain Creek Hike, but we were a little disappointed in the lack of creek views that you have. You have a section of it where you can really appreciate the creek. And there's a few places where you cross over a little creek area, but it's, I, I thought the name being Mountain Creek, I thought there'd be a lot more creek involved right it, it's one it's a serene hike right mm -hmm. it's nice and pleasant but you're right if you're going to call it mountain creek you should see it for more than 20 yards yeah along yeah the hike. of of yeah the 2.83 mile yeah so um mountain bikes are allowed they're usually very polite um you just get off the trail a little bit when they come by they'll say on your left if you don't see them first and just get out of the way we always see them first usually you you let me know when they're behind us and i see them when they're in front of us yeah the only problem that some people will need to be aware of is that some of these trails are very curvy and twisty and so they can be coming around a corner mm -hmm. and you not necessarily see them we've never had an issue where we had to dive out of the way or <laughs> anything but you know some some of these mountain bikers move very quickly yeah and so you do have to keep an eye on any trail that is mountain bike and hiker accessible. Oh, yes. Um, the onus is on the mountain biker to not run over the hiker. But if a collision happens, the hiker is the one that's going to probably get more injured. So, you know, you're both just equally as motivated to keep an eye out for each other. <laughs> right, right. So, so, so what, what did you like about this one particularly? I like, okay, so you have the elevation gain, but you don't really feel it. It's not like a, any kind of steep, straight up, any kind of thing. It's just a gradual elevation gain. I, gain, I didn't feel like I was, you know, needing to really climb, really. Right. Yeah, I didn't feel any severe climbs. So here's a, here's a pro tip for you. If you start out at the park center, the ascent is going up the mountain to the Sulphur Springs parking area. If you do, if you start at the park center and go up, then the way back down yeah. on your second half of your hike is a much easier one. True. We did the reverse and it wasn't bad. It was about what, 54 degrees when we did it. Yeah. So it was nice because it was kind of like hiking in air conditioning for these two Floridians. I, I always start out with my hat and my gloves and stuff like that, but they always end up going in the backpack as we as we hike. And that was true yesterday as well. In fact, at the end of that hike, I had a, a vest on uh, to keep me warm, and that also went in the backpack. So yesterday, we actually brought our water bladder backpacks with us that have about a gallon of water 
in a water bladder with a tube that comes to the front of the backpack and connects so you can easily get it without having anything in your hands. Without having to stop. You can just grab the little tube and suck some and, water in. And, right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these kind of backpacks, they can only hold water, but our backpacks have some extra zipper compartments. So I had a place for my vest and my hat and my gloves as I got hot. Right. So one of the one of the brands, popular brands out there is Camelback. But if you go on Amazon or or any retail website, you'll be able to find all different kinds of brands at at varying prices. Again, it's it's one of those things where it's not necessary. You certainly could have carried a water bottle with you. And on a 2.83 mile hike, I definitely recommend a water bottle at least a uh, one liter water bottle to carry with you. It's always better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. And I had some walnuts and pecans to snack on too. And I was really glad that I did because you get to a point where your energy is waning and just that little snack, you had some beef jerky. I, I had, had beef jerky. Yeah. yeah. And it really helps me to keep going that just that sustained energy and, and then the water, of course. Right. And, and, and the water. So, uh, you know, you, you, you can just get whatever you need on any online store if you need to. Again, it's not one of those things where you have to, you need to carry this, but it it is, we do find it helpful. Mm -hmm. So yeah, popular for dog walkers, fairly easy hike, elevation gain. It passes through the amphitheater, which makes this hike significant. And one of my, I, I really, just coming upon the amphitheater, it's it's an amazing thing. In the middle of the woods, trees all around and there's this amphitheater and so what kind of things do they do at the amphitheater they have something called music in the woods and I, we didn't make it to that it was in the summer and we didn't we meant to make it to one of those music you know performances it's varying artists varying types of music they had the greenville symphony orchestra this year play along with they have folk musicians mm -hmm. they have bluegrass they have all different kinds of things the actual amphitheater was built in the 1940s by the Civilian Conservation Corps as a training area. So all of the CCC workers would come and there's there's stone steps, a number of stone steps. And we'll post pictures on our website of all this stuff for you. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, casualclimbers.podbean.com. It was a, originally a training area. There's stone steps in a semicircle that are facing a stage. Mm -hmm. and as it says, it's literally right in the woods. So it's really kind of a neat place. So I didn't know it was a training area. What did they train them to do? So they would do training sessions on like how to uh, saw logs properly, how to build fencing, how to, you know. It's almost like a Boy Scout kind of thing? Or yeah, what? the Civilian Conservation Corps was basically grown out of the depression as a way to give out of work people jobs. Yeah. And so the Civilian Conservation Corps actually built Paris Mountain State Park and all of the buildings inside of it, including the dam and the valve system that we're going to talk about in our next hike. So it, yeah, that was a way for them to just get an auditorium style training in the middle of the woods. Yeah. And I remember reading that their um, motivation was that we're going to build things, but we're going to make them just sort of seamlessly sort of blend in with the nature around and so they use the materials that were around when they built bridges in paris mountain State right Park and oh, that kind of thing the yeah. the 
boardwalks and the bridges are built from wood that are there mm -hmm. uh, on, on the state park to kind of blend it into its own natural environment. And yeah. I think that's really great. And, and you can tell the log buildings that are there really blend into the, to the landscape. Yeah, the park center where you can either start or end this particular hike used to be bathhouses for the, the swimming area down there. Right. There is a swimming area, as we talked about last time, uh, at Paris Mountain. And so right when you start the Mountain Creek Trail, you start, if you start at the park center, is the, that's Lake Placid. There's a swimming area there at Lake Placid. So if you're doing this, this hike in the summer, it might make really good sense to you to do the hike and then come back and dip your yes, toes go in the for water. A little bit of a swim to cool yeah. off. Yes. That would be a beautiful thing. But uh, yesterday was too cold. Was, a little too cold. Yeah. New Year's Eve. <laughs> so how would you rate this? How would I, uh, how would I rate it? Um, in, in our rating, the breaking, a, the breaking a sweat category is, I sure. think, yeah, yeah, it's, it applies. It barely gets out of the piece of cake category just be, because yeah. of the elevation gain. Mm -hmm. And it's not like when I say break a sweat, I'm not talking about, you know, dripping with sweat. I mean, no, just, just a little bit, but it, yeah, I, I was, I was ready to rest at the end of this hike <laughs> and we rested on benches and stuff in between. Right. Yeah. One of the nice things about this particular hike is kind of nestled right in the middle of the hike out of the way of anything else in the park is this little area by the Creek that has multiple picnic benches mm -hmm. and uh, some, some other benches there that I know the Boy Scouts use for training teaching. and teaching sessions. Yeah. yeah. But it's like totally out of the way and you have to take this trail to get to it. There's no other way to get to this yes. little picnic area. And, and it's it, even hidden a bit from the trail. So there's there's brush and, and trees right. and bushes and stuff around. So it's a really cool place. It's really close to if you're coming from the sulfur the sulfur springs parking lot, then you'll pass this sign that says to Turtle Trail, which we didn't do it this time, but we've done it before where you can you can go over it's just a little ways. You can see the bridge that's crossing over the creek, but it's it's so beautiful. Every time that, that you see a bridge that's crossing over a creek, it's worth it to stop and just go take a look. Right, take a just take, take a few seconds out of the trail and, you know, walk 25, 30 yards yeah. off and, and, and see the creek. Because some of, some of these creeks, you know, they're, most of the time they're very, they're very shallow. Yes. Two, three, four inches max. But sometimes they get a little bit deeper and you can you can find fish in them and mm -hmm. and, and wildlife. It's re it's really pretty nice. So how, how did you like this compared to some of the other trails at Paris Mountain? That you know what? Paris Mountain does such a good job of. I mean, in my limited experience, they do such a good job of of giving each trail a different feel, I think. They do have personalities, don't yeah. they? Yeah. The bends in the in the path and the the way it goes up on this side and down on that side and I don't know the the different different greenery or well I guess you know there's a lot of there was a lot of trees that had lost their leaves at this point in the year for us but there was still areas that had a lot of green there were some that had green you know the mountain laurel leaves stay green and the I think there's some rhododendrons in there that stay green it, it's nice it's it's a very serene hike and it's so if you're looking for something that is a little longer than the shorter turtle trail or the one we're going to talk about next but it's still not very difficult this is a great hike for you 
Yeah, I, it's kind of a middle of the road. It's not so crazy easy that you feel like, well, I haven't even been hiking at all, but it's also not so hard that you're going to break yourself. <laughs> right, right. That, there are some in the park that are very <laughs> challenging. We'll get to those in, a, in the next few weeks, but but this one was a good little hike. I, I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, it took us about an hour and 23 minutes at a leisurely pace. So it, it was definitely a, a good use of an hour and a half time. Yeah. And one of the great things about this one um, on a, our final parting note is there are three bathrooms at different stages in this, right? Yes. Beginning, middle, and end pretty much. Right. So if if you park at the park center and there's bathrooms there as well as the park center store where you can get various sundries, drinks bobbles, t-shirts, all, all the good stuff that Paris Mountain Park Center has. Yeah. There's another bathroom halfway. And right. then there's another bathroom at the Pinnacle, which is Sulphur Springs parking area. And then on the way back down, there's obviously the same ones. Right. Yeah. You can, if you want to hit that middle bathroom, there's a little, like you get to this area where you can either go left or right around this uh, ri- uh, it's a picnic area with a pavilion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would have to take the lower path, not the higher path, to get to that. But you can kind of tell, I think. Yeah, you can still see it right before you get to the uh, crossroad there where you go. Both trails, the lower and the right, end up at the same spot. Right. They just kind of go around a little a little mound. Wooded area, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So overall, great trail. Yep. Uh, I We hope you enjoy it as much as we did. And now we're going to talk about the Mountain Lake via Sulphur Springs Trail, one of my favorites in the park. Mm-hmm. Here it is by the numbers. The distance is 1.2 miles from the Sulphur Springs parking area there and back. It took us 48 minutes at a very, very leisurely pace. You could likely get this done in half an hour easily. Yeah. I. It takes us 48 minutes. Because, were you... Still measuring time when we were just at the waterfall part of it. and No, just kind of... I only measure active time. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, because time can stand still for me when I'm at a waterfall. <laughs> yeah, as, as it does for me too. The elevation gain is fairly small. It's only 56 feet. It, it, there's very little elevation gain. And the trail itself is very kid-friendly, very dog-friendly, but not so much for wheelchairs. There are a couple boggy parts. Yeah. There's a lot of routes and there's times that you have to cross over the the creek. Mhm. Yeah, I, I And I'm trying to cuz there's these sections that are boardwalk. They've built boardwalk up for like marshy areas. Mm-hmm. I and it is ramped. You could get So I guess you could get a certain ways in, but not the whole trail. Not the whole trail. Yeah. It is one of the easier hikes in the park. There's great parking at the Sulphur Springs Park. It's probably the largest parking area short of the main one all the way down by the entrance of the park that there is in in the park itself. Yeah, and ironically, this one, you you pass over creeks a lot. You pass over creeks in the Mountain Lake via Sulphur Springs um, hike more than you do in the Mountain Creek. A lot more, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, it, it is... I wonder if the Mountain Creek one that we just covered is ironically named. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but, Somebody's trying to be funny. Yeah, and so th- <laughs> what what I really love about the Sulphur Springs Trail is that you are following the creek almost the entire way. Yeah. There are many, many times where it is maybe 10 yards from the trail 
itself, sometimes less than that. I would say that there were there are maybe only one or two small stretches, and by small stretches I mean 20, 30 feet, where you can't hear the creek babbling alongside of you. Right. Yes. And I wanted to point out that there this is the trail where there is this big gazebo in the middle, like about halfway between the parking area and the pinnacle of this hike. There's just this big gazebo that I, I, I don't even know how many people, lots of people could sit in this gazebo. Easily 50. You think? In this, yeah, in this octagonal uh, gazebo, and it's made from wood there yep. at the park. Yep. It's it's a nice place to go. We have gone there when we brought uh, a charcuterie mm-hmm. meats and cheeses, and we just stop and, and have a, a dinner there. It's a really nice place. that You can hear the creek because the creek is maybe 10 yards away from the gazebo. And I will say in um, northern South Carolina, I don't know about other places. I know about Florida, and I know about northern South Carolina now. But you'll get rain here that's not like dumping on you like Florida does. It's just kind of lightly raining all day long. If we, we did this hike one time and it was like drizzly rain. And so it's kind of nice. I mean, we had our raincoats and stuff, but we, it was kind of nice to go and sit in that gazebo. And I think that day that we had that, the meat and cheese with us that we I think it was like a rainy day. I'm not sure. It was a little rainy. Yeah. And there were a couple people in there. One, one young lady was in there with a the dog and, you know, you get a chance to, to meet and say hi. Uh, so it is a nice place to stop halfway through but honestly you don't this need is such to stop. a short hike yeah. you don't need to stop and we haven't even gotten to the best part yet so tell them about the best part of this hike the waterfall at the end the dam that it's it's just so pretty you so when you get to the end you can climb these stone steps up to the mountain lake to the the main part of the water or what we tend to do more often than not is to climb down to the base of the water, um, it. I, I. This is the part where I recommend that you do have the right shoes and hiking poles. Climbing yeah, down yeah. is a little bit. Um, it can be slippery. It can be um, the 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 steps down are not really steps. They're they're not steps. It's more like uh, roots and elevation rocks. changes of rocks yeah it's yeah. it is definitely not designed for going easing up, of traversal right going up is more like steps going down is more like hey take your own life into your hands if you want to <laughs> when you're going down but yeah there's kind of these little trees that you can i don't i don't want to really like hang on to trees as i'm going down because i'm afraid i i don't want to break a tree but they seem sturdy. Yeah, they're sturdy. <laughs> this is definitely an instance where the hiking poles I find are really helpful because they help you balance mm-hmm. going down. And again, there these aren't real steps. There are no handrails. Right, right, right. So it yeah. is a do at your own risk type thing. If you're and drawn it, to the water, then and you're willing to take the chance. I mean, th- being unfit hikers in the Carolinas, it it's when I get there, it's always like do I or don't I? And then if you go, then I'm kind of like, well, okay. I now. usually always go. Yeah. And I now I have go. to go because, you know, I can't let you go and me not go. That's just not <laughs> a thing. Like <laughs> It's just so great when you get to the bottom right there at the creek bed and looking up at this 40 foot tall dam that yeah. is just cascading water from the mountain lake. So here's an interesting point about the dam and the waterfall itself. It was built in 1890 and the mountain lake which is fresh water, 
was used to deliver water to downtown Greenville. I guess the best way to describe it would be a stone cupola that housed the valve system, and it's still there. You can still see it, and it's really kind of very picturesque, right? It looks kind of like a castle tower Yes, right next to this waterfall. And so the, the, they used to, in the 1890s and all the way up until the 1940s, that mountain lake used to deliver water to downtown Greenville, which is only, you know, five miles away from there. And so it's really gorgeous. If you climb up to the top of the dam, you can get an amazing view of the lake itself. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's really gorgeous. This particular hike, since it's so short, takes less than an hour to complete, is one hike that you and I do very, very often. It's a great after-work hike for us. Yes, yes, because the park closes at 6 p.m. They lock the gates at 6 p.m., but you get off at 4, I get off at 4. We can easily make it over there, do this hike, and, you know. Before they close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. I remember also. I don't know if you remember because we first moved here in April of 2023, and so we got to see the mountain laurels, and the mountain laurels around there were just beautiful. And so some somebody had put flowers inside that that castle looking thing. Yeah, and it was really pretty. But it, it's it's pretty any time of year. I like to take a picture. In fact, I'll put it on our website. I like to catch the blue sky through the top of that that circle thing that. The housing. Concrete. Yes. 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 Uh, it's very picturesque. It's it's really wonderful. And at the very top of the dam, there are benches there that you can sit down and rest mm -hmm. before you head back down. There's also, it's not technically part of the trail, but there is a handicapped parking area at the end of another connecting trail at the top of the lake. So if you're standing at the top of the lake, there is a short trail, I would say maybe 0.3 miles, if that, that leads to a handicapped parking area. Mm -hmm. And so that is one area in the park where I think wheelchairs and, and mobility scooters can easily get to the, that mountain lake and the waterfall on that top trail. There might be just a few roots and rocks, but it is more designed for that. And yeah. there's there's only three parking spaces available at that. And if you want to get to that parking area, you have to drive past the Sulphur Springs parking area. And it's go just, up, mm -hmm. go up. But it's just just past it. Not so for any of you out there who are, who are you know, Mobility some, challenged. That's right. That might be a good spot to get to. It's very short from the parking area to the mountain lake and you get the wonderful benefit yeah. of seeing the lake short and but still the... very beautiful yeah it's interesting from that from that vantage point you can very early on you can look down from that trail and see the top of the gazebo we were talking about yes yeah you can see the top of it so it, this is nice so this one is a piece of cake trail right mm -hmm. very easy to do it's such it's the payoff is really great for for a short hike that's easy to do the payoff on this is fantastic which is why you and I keep coming back to it yes yes it's a fan favorite of ours <laughs> if we're the fans so now uh in our closing segment let's talk about what gear we used okay on this particular day we did these two hikes together at the same time yes we wore our water bladder backpacks mhm mm so that we would have plenty of water on the hike. 
we had our hike. I had my hiking shoes. You had your hiking boots. And we both had one hiking pole, which we found to be enough, right? Yes. Yes. And I, I think we covered this in the first episode, but one of the reasons, even if you don't actually need the hiking pole, it's nice to have it in case of snakes along the path, in case of trying to see how deep water is, or just to keep your hands up and moving so that your hands don't swell. And so I did switch back and forth with that one pole between my two hands a little bit. Mostly I kept it in my right hand, but, and I like it for the extra balance. Um, I, Especially on descents, right? Yes. Descents is when I find the hiking pole to be the absolute most useful. Yeah, because I'm 54 and I really don't want to fall and break a hip. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's, you know, in the fall, it's fall, well, it's winter now, but in the fall when the leaves start coming down, that can make some of those descents even more difficult Slippery. because, you know, the, the, you'll slip on the leaves. So, so that was our gear for this time. And of course, we have our smartwatches that we use to track our steps. And I used all trails to track the progress as well as our pacing time, our descent and ascent and to just basically track the, the trail progress. Yeah. So that was the gear this time. Pretty yeah. simple. I had my hat, my gloves, and my vest at the beginning of the day, and they all went into the extra zipper pocket of my backpack by the end of the day. But I I, I am all about comfort, listener. Let's, let, let me let you know. I will be comfortable. If I'm cold, I want something to keep me warm. If I'm hot, I want to be able to put it away. So... That's maybe uh, I might have just a few control issues. I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe. I I can't say that for you, <laughs> but, but maybe you can. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for listening again. Please, if you like this podcast, subscribe to it on any of the podcast servicing apps that, that you may use. This is should be available on all of them. We would love to hear from you. Leave us feedback leave a review, and you can send us an email at casualclimberspodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions, if you have comments and suggestions, we would love to hear from you. And again, thanks for listening. Yes, thank you. See you out on the trails, everybody.